That's a great name, it is a first great of name. all, and a great face. But you go to some house in the middle of the night and that face comes to the door, <laughs> I mean, you're, aren't no. you turning right around? Yes. In 90% of films that you watch, that's the last scene in the movie, maybe even the last shot in the movie. That's the end of Act One. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Before we were so rudely interrupted, we're back. Fright Club Live, and welcome to it. It feels good, doesn't it? does. It? Yes, it does. We are back here. Thank you for coming out. We appreciate it. We're at the, our home away from home, Gateway Film Center in Columbus, Ohio, and glad about it. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from madwolf.com. This is Fright Club Live, and man, we've got, we, we're doubling the pleasure tonight. We've That's got right. two dare we say, great movies. And we've got a, a great uh, topic to talk about as well. And it's just fun to be back. So, And, oh, we've got another uh, a special announcement, too, at the end about we a do. bonus. A bonus, bonus Fright Club. Club. Yeah. I know. It is. It is always good. Thank you. So, Well, first off, big uh, thanks for everybody that chimed in last time when we talked about creepy-ass dolls. Yes. So Phantom Dark Dave joined us on that one, which is very, very fun. It's always good to have him on. And what did we forget? Jen Dreadful right away let us know to my chagrin. We forgot May. Oh, man. I'm really surprised because you really like that movie. I, I do too, but you love I'm it. I'm also really surprised. Um, Jamie was hoping for Dr. Cyclops. That oh, was not going to happen. But um, <laughs> Omar had hoped that we would do Trilogy of Terror, which really did almost make yeah, the list. Yeah, I love that little guy. Yeah, he is a good one. And then Seth thought that the blow-up doll from Fucci's City of the Living Dead should make it. I, I, I never thought of it, actually. It did and not he occur said, to Seth, me. we're looking at you. That's good, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was a fun one to do. Thanks to Phantom Dark Dave and thanks to everybody that, that chimed in. But today we're talking about involuntary surgery, we which are. is really not the kind that you want to have. That's why it's involuntary. That's right. Um, and this is kind of one that I've, I've, I'm surprised we haven't gotten to before because there's a lot of movies that deal with this and not all of them are good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we picked some good ones tonight. But it's a it's this real creepy, horrific topic to talk about it is i think it's a good topic because i think it's a good theme for horror movies because um helplessness is always a great theme for a horror film and i don't think there's anything you know you don't ever feel quite as helpless as you do when you're unconscious and somebody is just changing your whole body without <laughs> you like saying yes let's do that please so yeah. i think that there's a lot of uh, of some of them are going to be pretty obvious and gross and horrible but i i mean i i personally i'm a fan of all the films on this list okay yeah well we have a top six too we it's do, Fuzzy Maps, we should yeah. jump into it. Yeah, oh, oh, that's right, because we are on the time crunch since we have a couple couple of films to show tonight. So, uh, any other rules before we get to it? Nope, uh, not a was, one. Not a one! Nope. Dang! Caution to the wind here. <laughs> the return of Fright Club. All right, I love it, so let's get to it. So, this one will make you happy, Richard. This is number <laughs> six from 2009, a mad scientist kidnapping and mutilating a trio of tourists in order to reassemble them into a human centipede, 100% medically accurate. <laughs> the human centipede. The Siamese triplet connected via the gastric system. The human centipede. <laughs> I should have said this is first sequence That's right. because they always they only got more depraved after this. They did. But less interesting, I think. 
You know, it's funny because you can tell from this trailer that this movie is just bad until we meet the doctor, right? Because you hear, like, the girl, what was that? I mean, the acting is so poor, but then eventually, you know, you can't hear them anymore. So, <laughs> but Dieter Laser, who plays the doctor, glorious. That's He's, a great name, it is a first great of name. all, and a great face. But you go to some house in the middle of the night and that face comes to the door. <laughs> I mean, you're, aren't no. you turning right around? Yes. Um, I think the other thing that I was immediately impressed by when I, when the first time I watched this movie is that in, in most films, you know, you know what his plan is and that the scene where they're actually all, he walks past them and they are all sort of conjoined. In 90% of films that you watch, that's the last scene in the movie, maybe even the last shot in the movie. That's the end of act one. Yeah. That's how fucked up Tom Six is. That then he's going to make us go for another hour while these poor people are, are sewn together, ass to mouth. I, I mean, inspired seems like the wrong word. <laughs> what, what I love, and I, I like to give a shout out to other great podcasts, but I love, I love this. The, the Doctor's on a podcast called Hi Everybody, a bad medicine pod- podcast. Ever since this movie came out, they use this movie as the baseline for how medically accurate movies are. <laughs> so this is 100%. So like they said, a, a, a movie like Saw 2 is then 500% medically accurate, <laughs> which I think is genius. That is pretty great. <laughs> I just, if that doesn't tell you right away what you're in for, for a movie like this, to, to see that even bigger than, I think at the end of the trailer there, that sentence was bigger than anything else in the entire credits. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, Tom Six is fucked up, and now we've said that twice, so somewhere, wherever he is, he just smiled. I, th- I think he just felt that, because that, that seems to be what he's going for, and he definitely goes for it here. It's just, it's, it's so ludicrous, but it's so much better than the other two, which is saying a lot. Yeah. I mean, the other two have merit. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> but not like this. I mean, I really do. I think that this is a it's novel. It's interesting. It's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it has those three things going for it. They're all the same thing. And but. it is involuntary surgery, of course, <laughs> the human centipede number six in our top six, top five. So let's get into the real top five. This is from 2014. And a brash and arrogant podcaster gets more than he bargained for when he travels to Canada to interview a mysterious recluse who has a rather disturbing fondness for walruses. Tusk. So look out, you crazy Canucks. Wandering Wallace <laughs> takes a raunchy road trip up to the Great White North. How far is Bifrost from here? It's about two hours from here. It's about two hours away. I hate American guys. Why are you doing this? <clears throat> are you really mourning your humanity? I don't understand. Who in the hell would want to be human? This guy wants to turn me into an animal or something. I don't want to die in Canada. <laughs> I don't want to die in Canada. <laughs> I love Michael Parks. Love Michael Parks in pretty much anything, but he's great in this. Oh my God, he's so incredible in this movie. He's just, I mean, he's just perfect. He's just perfect. He is, you're right. He's so great in, in, in everything that he's in. And he's in a lot of the horror films that we include in our podcast because in many instances, this, this included... 
he elevates the entire film. He oh, makes yeah. the whole film better, and and he's just amazing in this movie. I got a chance to interview Kevin Smith when this movie came out, around the time this, this movie came out, and we were talking about... In a subway parking lot. It was great. Right. It's true. We were waiting around, and he didn't call, and he didn't call, and we're like, screw it, we're just going to go eat. And then, of course, he called, so yeah. we're in the subway parking That's lot. That's right. That's and exactly he has, correct. Here's a shock. He has an incredibly foul mouth. He really does. <laughs> I mean, that's even I'm saying that. I mean, it was... <laughs> So the point is, we were talking about this this film and what inspired this film, and, and it's that, you know, on his podcast, the Smodcast, right, they they did this. They read a letter like this on the air, and then they just, like douchebags, made fun of this lonely person. And I well, think his humanity died a little bit as he realized what he was doing, and then that's what this, this like, this came out of that, like... I've my humanity is gone and, and I need to suffer and that's where this movie came from. I'm pretty sure that that letter turned out to be a prank by a guy who did it hoping to meet Kevin Smith. Well, okay. He did it just for that reason and then Kevin Smith hired him as a like a consultant on this movie. Right. So, but it all, it all worked out. It did all work out. But I mean it's funny because hey, one on of the in, things come on in. Yeah, one of the things I think I like uh, so much about this movie um, is that it doesn't feel like a Kevin Smith movie. And at the same time, it's probably much more personal than most of his films. The other thing I think is very interesting personally about this movie is that a few a few weeks ago we did a podcast on the horror films that you can only watch once, and this was the one our son voted. He, he said his quote was, I could watch a Serbian film 50 times before I watched Tusk <laughs> one more time. That should be on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first of Kevin Smith's Canada-based trilogy, the second Yoga Hosers, and then uh, the final installment, Moose Jaws, which I think is that, that that never came out, did it? No, because Yoga Hosers did, and people were like, I think we're done here. (laughs) Justin Long is such a dick in this movie. His character is such a dick that by the end of it, you're almost like, ha-ha, you know. I mean, I know he's meant to be that way, over the top. He's right. the, this, this dick of a podcaster. I love the mustache, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. and I'm like, is that is that to make us think walrus? Is that why? That just god-awful mustache? But it's my favorite part of Justin Long's <laughs> performance. And then the final, uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, I mean, the, the final transformation yeah. uh, is is pretty glorious. It really is. I mean, it's it it is honestly, it's a horror comedy oh, of yeah. sorts, but it's it's a pretty disturbing film to yeah. be honest. Yeah, for sure. And not just because of Johnny Depp's performance. <laughs> and that is Tusk from 2014, number 5 on our list of horrific involuntary surgery. Now we're going to get to the ones that are full on good movies. So. <laughs> and this is number 4. We've talked about this a few times. Yeah, this is good. The allure of easy money sends Mary, a medical student, into the world of underground surgeries, which ends up leaving more marks on her than her so-called freakish clients. It's American Mary. Want to be a doctor? Surgeon. I'm changing specialties, Dr. Grant. Have you ever heard of body modification? My favorite movies on this list are the ones that have uh, insane female surgeons 
So, and there's more than one, but Catherine Isabel is so great in this movie. She's so great in this movie. We've talked about her more often in Ginger Snaps, right. which is I was an all time favorite. You might rem- remember her from Ginger Snaps. But she is magnificent in this movie, which is incredibly weird and is really about female empowerment in a very subversive kind of a way mm-hmm. because the women who become her clients are looking to make themselves, in a way, sex objects and in another way, sort of own that so that they actually, you can't penetrate them. And it's really weird. It is such a bizarre notion that they follow in this film. And it's also incredibly bloody. But those women, theirs are voluntary. The dudes, (laughs) not so much. Not. (laughs) And what happens there is just as bizarre and and disturbing. And this is the Soska sisters. And they they actually had their parents remortgage their house in order to raise money to finance this film. And their parents uh, got cameos in the movie. So that was nice. That is nice of them, yeah. <laughs> and the they Soskas, sh- they are also in the movie. They yeah. also have uh, a, a small part in the movie as patients. And they shot it in 15 days, and all the effects are practical, which we always appreciate. We do. And also, I mean, there, uh, a lot of the performances in this movie are really great. Uh, Tristan Risk, she's the one who kind of has a Betty Boop sort of a, a yeah. weird image in the in the trailer. She's such a bizarre presence in this movie, and she's just exactly what it needs to sell you on this in this like very unlikely premise. So she's she also is just amazing in this movie. And I like you heard a bit of Ave Maria in the trailer. I think it's very cool they play it three times, total of three times in the movie and each time it goes up a skill level and that coincides with Mary's development as a surgeon, uh-huh. which is very yeah, which is very very cool. I love those uh, subliminal the subliminal messages throughout the uh, throughout the movie. But yeah, she gets she gets skilled. She does. And, and Catherine Isabel. And even. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Isabel actually spent some time hanging out at a, uh, a medical school to do oh. some research for this. So, so may- maybe she could take what she learned and start a new career. <laughs> American Mary is number, yeah, number four, four on our list of involuntary surgery. And that one, yeah, we've had that, I think, on the, on the podcast a few times. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's a good one. Uh, moving up to number three. This is from 2012. I know this is one we've talked about at least once. It's a disturbed and delusional high school student with aspirations of a career in medicine going to extremes to earn the approval of her controlling mother. It's excision. Dear God, my little sister is slowly dying. And my mom, as I'm sure you know, is a total bitch. Chew with your mouth closed. I'm planning on having premarital sex. I'd accept full responsibility for all my actions. But let's face it, he gave me hormones. <laughs> It's not my fault I was born with a chemical imbalance. She's a menace! Some of your behavior has been downright sociopathic. I'm turning my life around. I realize it's not all about me anymore. Mind-blowingly grotesque. Did you and see perverse. that? Did you see that? Sign so, us up. I don't know if you've seen this film. If you haven't, don't, because we're going to show it this year. Yeah. It is really outstanding. We have mentioned it in at least one other podcast, the Menstruation in Horror podcast. So just FYI, keep that in mind if you decide (laughs) to come back. If that tells you anything, wink, Yes, because uh, Annalyn McCord, she's the... uh, Did did the trailer totally sell you on this movie, though? I love that trailer. I mean, I I watched it. I was like, oh, I'm so all in. And and even if John Waters wasn't in the trailer, (laughs) but he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, she really, she is such a fan of blood. She's a really big fan of blood. And it's such a bizarre character, this, this main character, this sort of you know, high school outcast. 
who um, wants to be a surgeon, she's just not very smart. So eventually, when it comes time for her to just, you know, see, try, you know, try the skill out on some unsuspecting patients of different breeds and things, uh, it, it doesn't ever really work out that well for the patients. But the whole movie is just as bizarre as it can possibly be. It's smart. It's irreverent. It's profoundly irreverent. And it's so great that, I mean, this guy, I mean, Malcolm McDowell and Marley Matlin and, uh, I mean, Tracy Lords. I mean, the whole, like, the guy supporting from cast uh, is, Twin Peaks, who I'm forgetting his name there. Yeah. Ray Wise, Wise, thank thank you. you. But of all of them, uh, John Waters fits the best because he never did anything that was, he really never did horror. He never wrote and directed horror. He was in some. But this has such a John Waters just grossness about it (laughs) that that having him in it is just a chef's kiss. It's funny, when we were watching the trailer, I, I somehow thought that we had already shown it. No, I had some sort of We've memory. watched it together, well, yeah. but Date we haven't night. shown it here. <laughs> Date night. <laughs> but, uh, but actually, that'd be great if we use this as, uh, as one coming up this year, you say? That's the plan. Nice. Yeah. So that's excision number three from 2012 on our list of involuntary surgery. All right. This, oh, this next one is one we have shown. This is one of our classics going back to 1960. A surgeon causes an accident which leaves his daughter disfigured. And goes to extreme lengths to give her a new face. Eyes without a face. Why did she pick the trailer that has just French words on the screen? Because I love that they... So that's the, that song that they use throughout the actual film. They also use in... Pee-wee's Big Adventure, of course. <laughs> and it's my favorite. I just always picture, like, the clown and the bike is missing. And so I it, had to do that. It's, it's such a funny choice for this movie because it just, <laughs> it, it seems so out of place. But then the more you get sucked into the movie, it, it, it kind of fits. Because there's something grotesque about the circus. And there's certainly something grotesque about Eyes Without a Face. Oh, yeah. John Carpenter has, has suggested, at least in a, one or two interviews, that the mask that he originally settled on for Mike, Michael Myers was influenced by the one in this. And you can see that. Uh, it's very just blank and just yeah. very, very white. It looks doll. It looks sort of like a porcelain doll, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the things that makes the whole thing just so creepy. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of medical horror that was sort of born from this movie through the, uh, you know, through the 70s in particular, where there's a an oversized nurse who is helping to keep women chained up in a basement so that doctors can experiment on them. But the thing about this movie, I think, is that, first of all, all of the performances are really amazing, really quite beautiful. But it goes off in these incredibly weird directions that are sort of poetic in their own way. I mean, the Christiane, the, the woman, his daughter, the doctor's daughter who doesn't have a face, and so he keeps trying to steal somebody else's face for her, who's wearing that mask. She's, she's, she's got like a Rosemary Woodhouse almost look about her, very frail and sort mm-hmm. of poetic and beautiful. And then they so many so many like small elements throughout this movie. There's there are these dogs. There are these dogs that they keep chained up because they they experiment on the dogs as well. So you always hear these dogs barking. And there are dogs of all sizes, right? Little ones. And you just think to yourself, how could you possibly do this? And I think that's part of the he's sort of professing that he's trying to save his daughter, but you can see what he's doing. And it's it's to me it's the dogs that are well. If you could do this to dogs, you're just a bad man. Yeah, there's some great visuals, too, with the dogs and with the birds mm-hmm. uh, is, is part of it. And it, the director is Georges Franjou. Yes. Pronounced that correctly? Georges. And he, he said that he never considered it to be a horror story, instead a tale of anguish. 
Uh, but it certainly works. I mean, involuntary surgery is, is, uh, yeah, it's is a pretty horse. horrific. It's, yeah, it, it definitely is a horror story. And it also inspired a great Billy Idol song. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew you were going to work that in. And the, the funny thing I is... I almost just showed the video instead, <laughs> but I didn't. It's interesting, though. When it first came out, it didn't get a lot of love, um, especially critically. In, uh, in fact, the uh, English film critic for The Spectator was nearly fired because they wrote a positive review of this. And, of course, over the years, this is one of the ones that has been reexamined and, oh, and yeah. people have come around. But that's, it just set people off, and, and they didn't, I think, know what to think of it at the time, but it, but it wasn't really thought of as anything well, worthwhile. You know, we talked about that when we showed Peeping Tom. It's another one of the right. classics that we showed here is that that movie came out and critics just absolutely hated it. And there was another, uh, there was another example of a film critic that, that just praised it and nearly got fired for it. And, you know, 50 years later, it's considered one of the all-time classics. Exactly. Uh, eyes without a face. And you know what that says? Film critics are dumb. <laughs> Some of them. No. Some of them from 1960. And this is one that we showed last year? We did. I we think? showed right before the pandemic. In the before times. In the before times. Uh, Eyes Without a Face from 1960. Moving up to number one. It's the one, coincidentally, of course, we are going to see tonight from 2011. A brilliant plastic surgeon haunted by past tragedies creates a type of synthetic skin that withstands any kind of damage. His guinea pig... A mysterious and volatile woman who holds the key to his obsession, the skin I live in. Coming very soon, in fact. Yeah. Minutes yes. away. So because we're going to show this, we don't want to say too much about it. How many, how many people have not seen it? All right. Yay! I love that. Yay! Well, it's, it's fantastic. And as you saw, it's uh, Pedro Almodovar. Who's, it's it's really adapted from a short story, but he worked on the screenplay for so long. It's more it, it, it took on more of his own personal statement, which when you see the movie, you can certainly feel it. There's a lot of things I love about this movie. That the final shot oh, yeah. is so great. Yeah. It's so great. There's so much feeling in it. And um, there's a great performance by Antonio Bendades. <laughs> and we don't we don't want to spoil anything. Just as you're watching it, keep in mind this one thing. The podcast topic was almost tigers. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. And then also, if you love it, and you should, keep in mind also that the Gateway Film Center is showing Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which is El Modovar's 1988 movie co-starring Antonio Banderas, a very young and puffy-shirted Antonio Banderas. And if you see that, they are attached to it, the short film, The Human Voice, with yes. Tilda. The Tilda. The Tilda. So uh, we got a chance to catch this. It was glorious. So get it. So watch it if you can. Yeah. Um, and uh, just an FYI that before we show the film, we are going to show the nine-minute short that we made during the pandemic. Cast and crew are here tonight. Thank you all so very, very much. Yay! And, and we also have news of a bonus Fright Club episode, which is coming up on Wednesday, June 23rd. We have a premiere of a brand new movie called Werewolves Within. Yes. Yes, and we are going to, come on in. And, yes, and we're going to premiere that right here on Wednesday, June 23rd. Oh, we're going to show the trailer? Everything about this predator is unorthodox. It's not human. It's not a canine. But it's one of them. One of what? A lycanthrope. A what? Lycanthrope. A werewolf. Oh, look at it gotten in here. Oh. How did they get out? Who says he got out? <laughs> Maybe. I'm a werewolf. 
Maybe you're a werewolf. Maybe you're a werewolf. You're a werewolf. You're a werewolf. You're a werewolf. Maybe we're all werewolves. Are we really in a Mexican standoff right now? Maybe. Don't say Mexican. Just standoff. Yes. See, comes out June 25th. You get to see it on June 23rd. That's right. You come here for the Yay. Fright Club premiere. That looks like a lot of fun. It, uh, I was glad to see that Michaela Watkins, yep. who's always good. I like to see her in anything. Yep. I saw Lily from the AT&T commercials yep. is in there. Yep, she is. And it looks like uh, it looks like it's a real fun. And who else? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. from what we he do says in the shadows. He's from Argentina. He says yeah. it like nine times. Argentina. So that looks fun. We hope to see you back here on the 23rd for that. I also want to say, I know Dustin is here somewhere. Dustin, are you, are you here? Dustin is moving in a matter of days to L.A. We just want to say... Thank you for coming out all this time. Good luck to you. Best of luck as you uh, search Reach for the Stars. And also thank you for helping us move Meemaw. Yeah. <laughs> he came over and helped <laughs> us move my mom. So appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, bon voyage, Dustin. Thanks for coming out. Mm-hmm. So uh, we look forward to seeing you on the 23rd. This podcast will be edited and up in a few days, quicker than normal, because we're going away this weekend for our 25th wedding anniversary. So... Cutie. That was not for cheap applause, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so look for this soon. That's uh, madwolf.com and, of course, on uh, the Fright Club podcast Facebook group. If you're not a member, we'd love to have you. Just send a request and we'll approve it. Right. Uh, lots of fun stuff there. What else and is going we'll on? Just pop back down after the movie and tell us what you thought. And yeah. if you don't like Godspeed, keep it to your goddamn self. <laughs> So remember, you can always find us uh, on Twitter. It's at Fright Club Pod. Also on uh, Facebook and Instagram, it is Mad Wolf Columbus. And the main website is madwolf.com. So thanks for coming out. Yeah, again, we've got the Godspeed coming up first. And then just a couple of minutes, we'll get it switched and we'll have the skin I live in coming up. So until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay Fright Club.